Welcome to episode 24 of a Jez and Friends podcast. Today's special guest of a podcast is Simon. How's it going, mate? Going very well, Jerry. Thanks for having me. I feel honoured to be on your podcast. No worries, mate. We're going to be covering many topics, including um, working at the Western Borders Foundation. That's how we met, the leadership programs they offer. Um, we're going to talk about sports because we both love sports and some funny stories. Now let's get started. Um, so obviously this week, exams have been the main focus for me. Um, talk us through, do you remember doing exams back in your days? What was that like? It's a long, long time ago that I did exams, Jerry, but I'll be pretty upfront and say that um, I wasn't the best school student. Um, I really struggled to fit into kind of the mainstream school system. And even though I got like reasonably good marks in the end, I didn't really enjoy school. And then I think I went to uni and I didn't really pick the uni subjects that I wanted to do. And I kind of probably wasn't a very big success in uni. Um, I probably dropped out of about three courses um, early on in my uni days. And a lot of that, um, you know, thinking about exams, a lot of that was um, I probably got negative thoughts because I wasn't prepared and I wasn't mature enough to know that I wasn't enjoying what I wanted to do. And so what I'd do is I'd go into exams and it would just make me really anxious and then I wouldn't do very well and um, it would make me upset. And and it took me a long time to realise I had to be honest with myself and really admit that you know, where I wanted to go and it kind of helped me understand who I was better. So kind of a bit of a lesson out of failure and um, also recognising what your life choices are and picking things that you're into rather than what things you think you're supposed to do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and what was the curriculum like, curriculum like back in the day? So like, did you go to school in Victoria and stuff or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the early days of the VCA. I think the VCA started um, probably about three or four years before I did year 12. Yeah. And what we had to do, I suppose the only thing that we had to do was English. I'm pretty sure that's still the same. Yeah, still the same. Um, Yeah. yeah, Luckily, I went to a pretty good school. I went to Melbourne High School. Um, So they they had a really strong education, also kind of helped me um with playing sport I always loved playing footy and um at that stage they were a pretty good footy school they were known for their footy um and it it was a really good curriculum I actually look back on it and um, particularly subjects like English I really enjoyed and um you know fondly look back at those humanity side I think it was maybe the maths and maths and sciences that I struggled at Jerry yeah similar I guess I'm not doing any sciences next year because um, yeah, they're a bit not my niche, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, and again, that goes to that idea of like picking what your what your strong points are as well. I think it's really important. Yeah, it's great. Um, so this is a hypothetical question which changes every week. So, if you could meet one person um that you haven't met, who would it be? Could be anyone. Are they living or, or living dead, dead or famous, whatever, mate? Ah, <laughs> uh, this is a this is a um. Tough, tough question. Um, let me have a think. Um, well, you know what? Um, I'm really into music and I, I kind of think about probably some of the musicians that are the most innovative and the ones that are kind of, that have changed the world and that, that yeah. I'm really into and that I always go back to. And I'd have to say uh, David Bowie um, oh, yeah. would probably be someone that I'd be really interested in because 
not only like as I got older, I was got really more and more into his music, but probably my all-time favourite childhood film is Labyrinth when he plays the Goblin King. Yeah. And um, I love that movie. And then when I got older, I realised how amazing a musician he was, not just the, for being in Labyrinth. And then also um, just a really interesting character. Um, you know, did a lot of good things for the world without kind of always asking to be the centre of attention. Um, and he also, um, you know, I, I'd love to meet anyone that kind of left a lasting mark on the world, you know, and music's very important to me. So no one changed music more than David Bowie. Yeah, that's great, mate. And speaking of music, so what do you listen to? Like you spoke about David Bowie and um, are there any other artists you listen to or have a favourite song in particular? Jerry, I, I am very passionate about music and I always say that I can never pick a favourite artist. I was really lucky to grow up with a grow up with parents that had an awesome record collection. So I grew up listening to a lot of, you know, Beatles, Stones, Bowie, um, you know, all the way to kind of a little bit more random ones, um, like Frank Zappa, if you want to check out some random sort of 60s music. Um, and that kind of gave me a really good understanding of like different sorts of music. And from when I was about 16, 17, I, I went to a lot of gigs and festivals and everything like that. And the more you expose yourself to different sorts of music, the more different sorts of musics you like. So um, this year, actually, something that I did in COVID-19 as, as my way of kind of staying connected with friends is I used to do a weekly Spotify playlist at the end of every week. I'd send it at five o'clock on a Friday to just wish everyone the end of a good week and put a bit of a message in the WhatsApp uh message that I would send them and the text message that I'd send them and um, the music's kind of the best of new and the best of old. Um, I think if you've got me to kind of name my favourite genre of music, yeah. I like every I like something with a bit of soul and funk in it, Jerry. So, you know, the old uh, Motown stuff I'm a big fan of. Um, also, just anything that's got a really good beat, that's what I yeah, like. Okay. Um, so if that's rock, if that's rock, I love it. If it's funk, I love it. If it's electronic, I love it. So um, hip hop, all of it. Um, and, you know, when we're allowed to go see live music again, I can't wait because that's probably something <laughs> that I've missed most. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Um, speaking of 90s music, um, recently I've been a big fan of Oasis and their music, such as like Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger and all that. I'm sure you grew up listening to like a bit of Oasis as well. Unfortunately, in the war, do you know what the Britpop wars were, Jerry? Uh, not really. Give us a bit of an insight, well, mate. Britpop, so that was like the music genre that Oasis were part of. That was um, in the mid 90s, and the kind of the biggest bands in the Britpop era were Oasis, Blur, and Pulp. And unfortunately, oh, right. if I if I um, listed my order of the favourite bands of those three, I'd probably go Blur, Pulp, and Oasis. So. <laughs> I, look, I, I, I admit Oasis are an awesome band. They did some massive hits, um, but, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan. I like Blur, so of the same oh, yeah. era, listen to Blur. Um, and the lead singer of Blur, Damon Albarn, he's the guy that's behind Gorillaz. And so when you look at kind of his longevity in music, he's gone from mid-'90s doing Britpop through to still releasing awesome music as Gorillaz now. So that's pretty cool. Um, but if you want to watch a good Oasis docker, I watched one a couple of weeks ago called Supersonic, and it shows how crazy the Gallagher brothers are. So if you can look up Supersonic, it's a good watch. Yeah, I think I've seen it already. It was on maybe yeah. Stan or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great. 
Um, so quickly tell us, um, tell the viewers how we know each other today. Obviously, the Western Bulldogs Foundation and the leadership programs. Yeah, so I work for the Western Bulldogs Community Foundation. So we're the community services arm of the Western Bulldogs Football Club. And we deliver a whole lot of programs across the west of Melbourne and west of Victoria to culturally diverse people, um, older people that are um, having mental health um, issues or health related problems. We also run a lot, a lot of youth programs. And so I met you through the Youth Leadership Project um, in the Inner West, which was a 10 session program. Unfortunately, this year we delivered it online, like we're meeting today again, Jerry. But yep. you know, one day we'll meet face to face and um, properly and, and be able to kind of celebrate the effort that you and um, the people that you did the course with went through this year. Uh, I think there were 27 young people from the inner West that graduated from yeah. the program and some awesome social impact projects. So Jerry and a couple of other um, girls in the program did an awesome uh, fundraising and Instagram um, site called men talking or mental yeah. King, um, which raised um, awareness of men talking about mental health, um, and that kind of shows the leaders that we were working with in the community. So, um, yeah, I'm really lucky to be in the job that I'm in. I love football and I, I love working in the community. And um, I think this is a bit of a combination of the two. Yeah, that's great, mate. Um, it's good meeting you. And hopefully we can do that in person sometime next year, early next year, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking about the program, we have a question from Cal. You know Cal. Um, bit of a funny guy. Um, so he basically said, will you ever consider going for North Melbourne? <laughs> I think Cal knows this and I think uh, Cal knows that um, I'm definitely not jumping on the North Melbourne bandwagon, but I wish them the best. They're a great club. They do a lot of good work in the community. I know that you live near North Melbourne, Jerry, and yeah. they do awesome stuff. And I really like clubs that, that do a lot of work in the community. And I think that that sort of spirit and culture will end up coming on the field and they have been a proud club and they'll get back up the top. They just need to get through a few hard years like all football clubs do. Yeah, hopefully we can lift the premiership like what the Dogs did in 2016. Um, yep. I'll be very happy if that happens. But yeah, moving on. So obviously restrictions have eased. We're now um, having a lot of fun, I guess. Um, have, any been, have there been any cool activities you've been doing? Since, uh, since the end of lockdown? Yeah. I actually um, just moved houses. So I suppose the best activities that I've been doing is kind of discovering the new area that I live in. So I just moved to Preston, which is kind of the northern suburbs. And we we're really lucky that we moved just as the lockdown was ending. So it just means that we can go check out restaurants, the markets at the end of the Preston markets at the end of our street, um, and just check out those sorts of things without having to worry too much about um, restrictions and, and things not being open. So I suppose the coolest activities I'm doing is just kind of discovering the new area that I live in. I've been really enjoying that. Yeah, that's great, mate. So the quote of a podcast is push yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Is there a quote or something you live by, Simon? Ah, oh, I think there's lots of quotes. I think I say them all the time and it's hard to kind of, pick one to live by, I'd probably say, um, you know, it sounds a bit simple, but, you know, treat people well and, and you get treated well. Um, I'm a believer in good karma. So yeah. if you do good things and treat people well, then generally you get some good breaks in life. And so I generally like to treat everyone equally and, and give people the best opportunity they can. And 
be a good person and then generally life works out pretty well so I suppose that's a long quote but it's probably something that I live by yeah it's a really unique quote and I'd say I live similarly like treat people the way you want to be treated and yeah good things will come I'd say for sure yeah so mate what's the last tv show or movie you've watched um I mean in in lockdown Jerry I've, I've watched thousands um we watched a doco last night on abc called wayne which is the doco of the first ever australian moto gp champion it's on abc which was pretty cool um so that that was a, that was a um that was a good doco we watched um i've also my probably my, my two favorite shows also my favorite shows of this year um are both probably on stan um one is called The Great, which is the story of Catherine the Great, who was a Russian queen. Um, it's pretty funny and, and a really good show. Another one's called Rami, which is um, about a, um, an Arabic guy living in New Jersey. It's a bit of a 20-minute comedy, but, you know, really um, shows diversity on the screen and, um, you know, people with disability, people from culturally diverse backgrounds, but a lot of heart and a lot of humour. So they're probably my favourite shows. I like shows that got a bit of humour to them, but are also send a good message. Yeah, it's great, mate. Cause I'll tell shows... you, I've actually got, I actually write, write a list of all the movies I watch, Jerry. Oh, really? And so I do, a, I do a little review on them because other than music and sport, movies is another good thing that I'm, that I'm uh, really uh, passionate about. Um, but yeah, probably you know, the best movie that I watched this year is Shoplifters, which is a. Um, which is a Japanese movie. It's, it's a really good movie. So um, that's probably the best movie I've watched this year. Yeah, I might have to give that a watch. And yeah, because you're the kind of movie man or TV. Yeah, like you write reviews, all that. So yeah, let me know. To... Let me know what you think of it. Let me know what you think of it. Yeah, for sure, mate. Um, so do you have any funny stories either from like the leadership programs you've run or any fun ones you remember from your childhood or something? I've got lots of stories, Jerry. I just don't know how many of them I can share with you. Um, but, you know, I suppose a good one this year has just been like the challenges of, of Zoom, you know, the, the, the constant dropping out, um, <laughs> the, things, the, the things you see in people's backgrounds, um, all, all pretty crazy stuff, you know. Um, so that's, that's been a funny one in all the leadership programs. Probably a good story from... When I was young, um, we drove, when I was um, seven in 1986, we drove across America. We spent three months driving from LA to New York and back. And so many funny things happened. And that was back in the days when um, Crocodile Dundee first came out. So all oh, the yeah. Americans you met, all the Americans you met just thought you were like Crocodile Dundee. And so we just had a lot of um, funny things happen because, you know, America didn't know much about our country. and. Um, you know, as a seven-year-old driving in the back of a car, being in the backseat of a car that goes across the country like that, there are a lot of funny <laughs> stories that happened. Um, and um, it was a really, really funny, fond memories when I was a child. Yeah, that's great, mate. Because Crocodile Dundee, I, I, all I remember about the movie is that, like, Paul Hogan saying knife bit. I don't know, you know how, like, the knife... That, that's, not, that's, not a, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Yeah, that one, yeah. 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 Um, and speaking about like the eighties, nineties, tell us about growing up in the nineties. Um, 
to be honest, I wish I grew up in the 90s. The culture just seemed pretty cool, like the clothing, the hairstyles, all that. So, like, talk us through that. I think it's coming back. Um, yeah, but while I, it's all back. I, I, look, I, I look around, I think that there's a lot of fashion now that looks like it's set in the 90s. Tell you what, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I suppose one thing that, you know, I don't feel sorry for young people these days because it brings a lot of, you know, good to your life. But these things are also not great for for young people. And you yeah, know, true. Um, you know, when we were when we were younger, you just you know you had to make plans. You went and did stuff all day. You connected with people in in real life, and you were able to to go do that. I I, I think there was I don't know whether. I don't think it was a safer world. Like I think that, you know, safety is the same now as it was back then. I just think people were less afraid of letting young people do what they wanted to do. You know, my mum and dad used to let me and my brother walk around the city when we were 11, 10 years old. And I don't think parents really let young people do that. And I'm not questioning that that's a wrong thing to do. Yeah. I just think we had it maybe a bit more um, freedom when we, when we were growing up and maybe that just, added to a little bit more fun and excitement that we were able to do. And also, you know, the fact that people aren't recording stuff on their phone meant that you could maybe do things, um, you know, without getting worried that it might get onto social media and stuff um, and doing things just, just with your mates. Um, so I think it was probably just a little bit more of a, I hate saying this because I sound like my parents, just because it was a bit more of a simple, simple world, you know, like I, I just yeah. don't think that there was um, as many fears around you in the world as there is today and like this year sums it all up you know that we're kind of um a lot of us are always ripped in a bit of fear yeah true that's true you guys had probably slightly more freedom than i do i reckon back in the 90s <laughs> yeah potentially but you know things like tv shows and movies and music and all that it's great it's as good now as it ever was you know like Nostalgia is a funny thing, Jerry, you know, like everyone looks yeah. back at past times and thinks things are better. You know, like I always think, you know, 1965 to 75, that's like the golden era of music. But, you know, um, that was only because it was done for the first time, whereas things have been repeated a lot. But, um, you know, there's great stuff that comes out now as well in movies and music. Um, so I just think that sometimes we just look back more fondly at older things. Yeah, great. Um, I remember you telling us this back in the leadership program, but um, you attended, I don't know how many grand finals, like AFL grand finals, but you've attended a few in person. So talk us through that. I've only been to the 2016 one in person. So. Yeah, look, I probably wearing this uniform, I shouldn't say this, but, you know, um, before working at the Doggies, I was a, I was a Hawthorne supporter. I still am a Hawthorne supporter, but have a very, um, you know, obviously the doggies are my equal team now um, and very fortunate to follow Hawthorne um, in my life. Hawthorne have won a lot of premierships and that's allowed me to go to a lot of grand finals. Um, probably the best one that I went to just because I was a bit older was the 2008 one because I think no one expected Hawthorne to beat Geelong. It was also yeah, sure. a day like today. It was like, you know, 32 degrees, we're all wearing shorts, t-shirts and thongs. It was beautiful. I had, you know, we had this um, great seats where all sitting with my dad and my brother and all our friends. It was a group of about 15 of us. Um, and Buddy's dad actually was just standing behind us. And obviously oh, really? Buddy at that time, Buddy at that time was the star player. 
And I just think it was a real surprise. I just don't think anyone expected Hawthorne to beat Geelong. And um, I think when it's a surprise win, it kind of just adds to the excitement a lot. Um, and that was probably the best. And then obviously, you know, being able to uh, go to four grand finals in a row and also watch watch Hawthorne win yeah. three in a row, um, it's pretty special stuff. And I don't take for granted that I was lucky enough to be there. I think a lot of footy supporters, particularly the ones that follow the bigger clubs, take for granted the success and um, yeah, you know, the fact that I, I saw that doesn't bother me that if Hawthorne's been a few years at the bottom of the ladder, you know, I've been spoiled um, with success and I love seeing um, other teams succeed. It's, it's a good thing about AFL footy is that there's a lot of equalisation policies and it means that a lot of other teams can have success and I think yeah, it's one of the best things about AFL footy. Yeah, 100%. I just wish North can... I'm being a big dance, hopefully soon, so I can witness that in person. But yeah, the time will come. I'm sure it will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So basically, here's a true, true or false question. If you're part of a Western Bulldogs leadership program or programs, do you get cool merch? True. True. Hoodie, <laughs> polo. Certificate, drink bottle, journal. You get it all, Jerry. I mean, you should know that. I'm surprised you're not wearing it today. Oh, yeah. I got the certificate in the background, though, so. That, that's good. That's good. That's lucky. Now, um, we like to give all the young people. We know that, um, you know, young people go out of their way to be part of the program. So as well as the great experiences that we give them, um, it's always nice to give a little bit of merchandise as well. So, you know, what I'd love you to do, Jerry, is share share it with your friends so that when we're promoting yeah, the programs sure. next year, um, you know, that we're able to to get even uh, more young people involved in the programs. Yeah, for sure. There's plenty of Bulldog supporters on my school, so I need to get them on board. Um, yeah, next year. Um, so what are your fears, mate? Mine are like snakes, spiders, um, and being in the water swimming because I can't swim at all. But yeah. Oh, that's no good. You got to learn how to swim, Jerry. Yeah, I need to, mate. Um, always, maybe. So good life, good life skill, good life skill. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say some of mine are similar. I have a bit of a fear of spiders. I've gotten much better. <clears throat> I've learned that the worst spiders are black, so I just make sure I stay away from black <laughs> spiders. Um, and then probably, um, you know, I can swim, but probably my dad. Uh, let me watch Jaws when I was a bit young and it made me scared of sharks. So sometimes when I'm in the ocean um, and something touches me when I can't touch the bottom, I'm back on the sand like that. So um, I'd probably say that I do have a bit of a fear of sharks, but I realise both of them are completely irrational, like most fears, except for swimming because, um, you know, (laughs) you can't swim, you'll drown. But all those ones like snakes, spiders, sharks you know, you're more likely to get seriously hurt doing something really simple like going down in the shops than you are to get um, bitten by a snake, shark or spider. So um, they're probably a little bit irrational. Yeah, true. I need to learn how to swim though or be in some trouble. Yeah, you should. I think you should. I think you should, Jerry. It's a really good life skill. Yeah, for sure. Um. So do you have a useful tool that could benefit the listeners for me listening to music or podcast before school to kind of pump me up yeah yeah look 
you know, I'm a big fan of listening to music, podcasts. I also think a really useful um, tool to pick up is just writing lists, you know, and getting stuff in priority order as well. So, you know, there's something really nice. There you go, Jerry. Something really nice about marking things off the list. Yeah, um, 100%. It gives you a feeling of satisfaction. Um, it also helps you be a little bit more organised. Um, and um, so that's probably something that I would, I would recommend um, your mates to do. Yeah, that's really great because I've kind of adapted it in the past year and I've found myself to be more productive. And, you know, when you tick something off, there's this, like, satisfaction that, like, I don't know, it feels good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, the more that you can just make it part of your, your every day, the, um, the more natural it is as well. And there's apps as well. You don't just have to use our old school pen and paper, Jerry. I notice you're using a, notice you're using a post-it note, but you can use apps as well. But there is something nice about the pen and just... Yeah, just like... Marking it off. It's scratch it off. Yeah, true. Um, so what's next for you in 2021? Are there any like big goals you want to achieve? Obviously, the new empowerment project, you want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to the end of um, you know these hard COVID restrictions. So... Um, I'm looking forward to going back to the office, back to VU with Noval so that um, you can kind of connect more with colleagues. That's something I'm really looking forward to. But yeah, continuing to build our youth and diversity program. So the one that you mentioned is that for the first time ever, the Bulldogs have brought together a group of young people that we're going to help develop um, content with. Um, and it's really about empowering the voice of, of young people. Um, and really excited about that project because it's important to listen to people like you and you, know, you guys give us some really great ideas. So really excited about that project and turning that into a bit of a youth action group. Um, and then there's a few other really exciting projects that we're kicking off an employment program that hopefully helps culturally diverse people you know, improve their skills of, of getting jobs in the Western suburbs. Um, you know, we're going to start back up our called play program, which works with Western English language schools, helping them connect to local sporting clubs. So some really exciting projects coming up. And then beyond that, um, just looking forward to maybe going on a bit of a holiday. I, I, I don't mind a bit of a holiday. And um, I suppose, you know, as Victorians, we haven't been able to get out of the state. So, you know, sometime next year, I'd love my girlfriend and I to go away somewhere and, and just kind of switch off for a while. Um, not take the mobile phone, kind of remove yourself from technology and and just recharge the batteries a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Any holiday destinations you're eyeing off, mate? Yeah, I think we've got a bit of a, maybe got a bit of a plan of doing um, a bit of the top of Northern Territory and WA. So that's really um, the opposite end of Australia. So yeah. looking at maybe driving from Darwin to Broome or something like that, um, you know, and, and there definitely won't be any phone connection in a lot of those places. So <laughs> just, um, you know, hitting the road and, and getting out into nature. Yeah, Broome's a wonderful spot. I've got a few mates living there. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sunsets in Broome are supposed to be beautiful. Oh, like the orange sunset. Oh, man, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So, Simon, what motivates you the most and why? Um, probably my girlfriend. Uh, she's always on to me. Nah, she actually makes me a better person. And um, I think, you know, if you can find someone in your life that helps motivate you for the right reasons um, to help you become a better person and succeed more, um, that's... That, that's really important. Also, just my family background, you know, like I, I um, you know, like your family, you know, my parents came from overseas and, 
you know, came and their grand and my grandparents brought them from a harder life. And, you know, I suppose I don't think about it every day, but it motivates me to think, um, you know, I want to kind of repay my grandparents' faith in, in taking the coming from a, a struggling place to come to a better world and they want to try and be as successful as possible in that, but also like stay true to who I am. So um, you know, do something good in the community as well. Yeah, that's great, mate. So tell us about your background really quick. Um, where are you from? Um, so my family are from a Jewish background. So they're from a, a number of countries in Europe. So uh, my grandparents kind of, you know, survived World War II. Um, you know, the terrible things happened to Jewish people in, in World yeah. War II, and then um, came to Australia in the early 50s. Um, and early to mid 50s, my both sets of parents, families settled in Melbourne, and you know, um, can't thank them enough for, for for picking Melbourne as a city because you know such a great city you know for all the places in the world you could have ended up um you know, i'm pretty happy that they that they ended up coming to melbourne yeah it's great mate um so simon mate i've asked you a fair few questions you can ask me one question far away what made you do this podcast jerry oh well i was inspired by dylan buckley i'm not sure if you've heard of his podcast dylan friends it's pretty massive um so I just wanted to start my own, like interviewing my friends, people I know, talk about their stories and yeah, just have fun with it, see where it takes me. And cause I want to pursue like a media type thing in the future. So hopefully this can get me in good stead. Are you doing any other sorts of things when it comes to um, media and, and kind of building up that, that those skills? Oh, well, I'm doing like media next year for year 11. So hopefully that can kind of tie in and help me as well in the long run yeah yeah it's great good on you jerry i think it's good that you're kind of going out and doing that um already at this age so i think you're well on your way well done yeah cheers mate um so guys thanks for tuning into the jez and friends podcast remember push yourself because no one else is going to do it for you and thank you so much for your time simon really appreciate it mate now all the best jerry i'll see you next week before we get started, if you have some spare time, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, which gets more listeners to the show. Have a good one, guys.